I'm Helen Jones. And I'm Cynthia White. And we're coming to you today with a podcast on Small Steps to Health and Wealth. There are many similarities in health and wealth which people are not aware. Health and wealth are both important resources for living a happy and successful life. People in poor health often die young and spend thousands of dollars that could have been invested on health care costs. On the other hand, those who practice recommended health behaviors are more likely to exceed average life expectancy and need a large nest egg to ensure that they do not outlive their assets. Health and personal finances are both closely associated with happiness. Research data indicate that four factors strongly predict happiness and well-being in most cultures. Health, economic status, employment, and family relationships. Studies indicate that people are happier when they are healthy, employed, married, or in a long-term committed relationship, and financially secure. So today we are going to to continue with the strategies to improve your health and wealth. These steps help you take charge of your future, and we suggest adopting no more than three or four strategies and to coordinate those that are related. So the strategy that we're going to talk about today, Cynthia, is commit to make a change. Most people make improvements to their health and finance by changing themselves without the assistance of professionals or what we used to call a 12-step support group. According to a leading theory in personal behavior change, improvements such as losing weight and saving money take place in defined stages over a period of time. This theory called the transtheoretical model of change has been applied to a variety of health-related behaviors, including weight control and addictions, for example, smoking. According to the transtheoretical model, there are five major stages of change. At the pre-contemplation stage, people may not even be aware that a problem actually exists, like high debt load or risk for diabetes, or that a change should be made in their lives. At the contemplation stage, they gain knowledge about alternative behaviors and begin to understand ways to change, maybe reduce spending and increase physical activity. At the preparation stage, people seriously plan to make changes and gain required skills, taking a personal finance course or visiting a nutrition website. At the action stage, they take the plunge and actually start the change of behavior. In the maintenance stage, people work to sustain their change and reap the rewards of their efforts, maybe a decreased debt balance and improved blood glucose levels. Commitment takes place during the preparation uh, stage of change. Here, people acknowledge that if it is to be, it's up to me and they begin to develop a plan of actions. Studies have found that plans to change can predict actual changes. An example of a statement of commitment to change is, I will save $25 a week in a 401k. Another is, I will take two 600 milligram of calcium tablets with meals daily. As people prepare to change their behaviors, they often seek how-to information and advice. 
Common activities performed during the preparation stage of change are enrolling in a class or consulting a counselor, buying a self-help book, and paying increased attention to a behavior change issues, which is preventing diabetes. And that's what uh, I was saying in one of our podcasts about the extension system. When you get ready to make that change in your behavior, you can call the office, any extension office, and find out, do you have anything on diabetes education? Do you have anything on how I can help with my finances, how I can make a plan to save? Sometimes people are able to simply will themselves into a behavior change. When asked later how they succeeded in that change, they reply, I just decided to do it. Perhaps they drew a mental kind of line in the sand at some point. You know, for example, weighing 180 pounds and they just, I dared not to cross it. Or maybe they became aware of the dangers of an unhealthy practice and told themselves something has got to change or I've got to do something about this or I'm just not going to do this anymore. More commonly, however, successful behavior change requires a variety of self-help strategies and or perhaps a strong support system. And that's true. Sometimes people just, you know, make up in their mind, I just got to change. I had a, a cousin like that. He was a smoker, and he was a change smoker. And I don't know in his mind, but he just all of a sudden, he said, he wasn't going to smoke anymore and he just stopped cold turkey and you know sometimes people have to wear patches mm-hmm. and but it's and, and it might have just been in his mind and you know we've been talking about you got to have the mindset and you has to be something that you want to do So as you commit to taking action to improve your health and your finance, determine what behavior you are changing, the pros and the cons of making that change, and how you intend to change your behavior and address obstacles along the way. Now, here are a few action steps uh, when you're thinking about your health. What you want to do is identify the stage of change you are in with respect to a health behavior that you want to change. For for example, if you want to increase your physical activity and you know you're still working full time, then you just got to have the mindset to say, well, I'm going to get up at least an hour earlier and for maybe two or three days a week and go walking just in my neighborhood. Um, And you might want to write a statement or a commitment to change a healthy behavior using the words, I will do this. Uh, Then you might want to identify the primary factors that motivate you to make this health changing. You know, it might be just you want to get in some uh, fitted jeans or it might be you want to go out on a date with your husband or your boyfriend and you're going to say, I want to do this. So you're going to say, I will do this. And then uh, you want to turn a negative behavior into a positive. For example, I'm going to cut back on my sweets and eat fresh fruit instead. And one way to do that is when you go grocery shopping, don't buy those sweets. Just go over there to the fruit section because when you go in the grocery store, all the low-calorie foods is around the perimeter. So you want to shop that way and get some fruits and vegetables and let that be your snack. 
And just as the health action steps, the wealth are basically the same. Identify the stage of change that you're in with respect to that financial behavior that you want to change. Write a commitment to change financial statement, just like like with the health, I will. You know, identify the primary factors that actually motivate you to make some of those financial changes. Maybe it's the fear of living in poverty. Maybe it's the fear of not having enough you know, to survive after retirement. Um, Turn a negative behavior into a positive. Perhaps it's, you know, I'll cut back on spending money on lottery tickets and actually start saving that money. Or you can do like me. I tell people, when I win the lottery, I'm going to retire, and I don't never play the lottery. They say, well, you got to play it first. (laughs) (laughs) The next strategy is defy someone or defy the odds. Remember when you were a small child and your parents told you not to do something? What did you often do? You turned around and did it anyway. Some kids. I wasn't one of those. (laughs) Uh, Acts of defiance are how preschoolers begin to assert themselves. It is their way of rebelling against parental restrictions and attempting to manipulate people. Defiant children generally perceive several payoffs to their behavior, including increased power and control over others and the satisfaction that comes with successfully breaking the rules. Acts of defiance can also be used in a positive way to improve your health and your and increase your wealth. One way is to simply defy someone or make a recommended behavior change. I'm sorry, and make a recommended behavior change. If others say you'll never be able to do something, for instance, lose weight, quit smoking, um, exercise, repay a debt, or save money, defy them and take the necessary action to prove them wrong. For added motivation, make a bet with someone, you know, a friend, sibling, you know, with a desired reward and a time deadline. You know, how you're going to, if it's losing weight, how much you're going to weigh and lose and buy when. If it's saving money or paying off a debt, you know, what debt, how much you're going to pay or how much you're going to save and set a deadline for when that's going to happen. Better still, challenge that other party to a competition and compare your respective progress. You know, tap into the same urges to rebel and compete that you once had as a child. Feel the smugness that comes with proving other people wrong as you take those small steps toward improving your health and finances. There are many similarities between expert recommendations to challenge a defiant child and using defiance to improve health and our financial behavior. Step one is to decide which current behavior you want to change and the preferred behavior you eventually want to see. Step two is to determine the smallest sign of change. Step three is to catch someone doing something good. You know, example, making a positive change and acknowledge it as an incentive to continue making progress. I know in our office one year we did the uh, scale back Alabama and we put money aside. Each person, like whoever would lose those 12 or 10 pounds within, say, from January to April, everybody had to put like two dollars in and that was a reward so everybody was working towards that goal so and that's how you have to do with your health and your wealth you have to set your goal with what you want to do 
Um, so what if you don't have anyone to defy or not to worry? You can still employ this behavior change strategy by defying the odds and not allowing yourself to become a statistics with regard to issues like diabetes, uh, obesity, overspending, and bankruptcy. Not sure where to get started? Make plans to use a bet, like I was saying earlier, or a dare or a competition with someone as an incentive to change a health or personal finance behavior. Pick a healthy statistics and a wealthy statistics that you would like to defy and describe your action plan. Healthy statistics to defy. In 2010, 34% of adults were obese or were 17% of children between ages 2 and 19, according to the Center for Disease Control. The number of states with an obesity prevalence of 30% or more has increased to 12 states in 2010. Two-thirds of Americans are overweight, uh, which means they have a BMI between 25 and 29. Uh, Obese is their BMI is between 30 and 39.9, or if they are extremely obese, their BMI is of 40 and above. And in 2008, medical costs associated with obesity were estimated at $147 billion. The medical costs paid by third-party payers for people who were are obese were 1,429 higher than those of normal weight. American adult calorie intake has risen from 1,854 to 2,002 calories per day over the past 20 years. This 148 calorie per day increase equals a weight gain of 15 pounds per year. Cigarette smoking followed by poor diet and physical inactivity are the leading preventable causes of death in America. Uh, When you talk about chronic diseases, the first thing they talk about is quit smoking. Some 25.8 million Americans have diabetes and 79 million have prediabetes, meaning their blood sugar levels are higher than normal, but not yet at the level that qualifies for a diabetes diagnosis. More than 60% of American adults do not get the recommended 30 minutes of physical activity a day, and 25% aren't physically active at all. In a 2004 study, for every 30 minutes spent commuting, workers had a 3% higher chance of becoming obese compared with workers who spent less time driving. Okay, some of the wealth statistics to divide. Um, The average U.S. household with credit card debt carries a balance of about $15,000 in credit card debt. About 70% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and have no money left over after paying basic monthly expenses. And we saw that in that recent government shutdown. There were so many people that weren't able to survive. They were living check to check. Um, The number of U.S. household bankruptcy filings soared to about 1.6 million in 2014. About half of all bankruptcies in 2001 were triggered by illness or medical debts. Average American households are saving only about 1% of their disposable personal income. Only 3 in 10 U.S. households meet the recommended guideline of holding at least three months expenses in cash assets for emergencies. So that's only that's saying that only 3 out of 10 U.S. households have that emergency fund set aside. Um, the median net worth 
which is your assets minus debts, of all households in 2004 was $93,100. About 15% of U.S. workers experience financial distress that affects their workplace productivity. One quarter of U.S. households are considered wealth poor. They have net assets under $10,000 and are a layoff or emergency expenditure away from financial disaster. Meaning, again, they're living check to check. So those are just some examples of the wealth statistics and the health statistics to defy. The following quote, which is an unknown author, makes a strong statement about the power of defiance. If you want to see something done, just tell some human being it can't be done. Make it known that it's impossible to fly to the moon, and you know we've been to the moon, or run 100 meters in nine seconds, or solve Fermat's last theorem. Remind the world that no one has ever hit 62 home runs in a season. Stuffed 18 people into a Volkswagen buggy. Set half the world free a clone a sheep dangle the undoable in front of the world then consider it done some questions that you can ask what is the current behavior that you want to change for your health and wealth goal what is the preferred behavior that you want to practice for your health and wealth goal who do you want to defy for your health and wealth goal and why do you want to defy this person for your health and wealth goal And how will you defy this person for your health and wealth goal? And what statistics do you want to defy for your health and wealth goal? And how will you defy these statistics for your health and wealth goal? Those are just some questions that you want to ask yourself. And some of the action steps that you could do for your health, pick someone to defy or compete with as an incentive to change your health behavior. And it can be your friend, your 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 maid, your even, you know, your children, because you want it to be a it can be a family thing. Keep imagine how good it will feel to prove to someone that you can change. And pick a troubling health statistics and take action to defy it. And just the same as with those health steps, those action steps to defy, um, pick someone to defy or compete against when it comes to a financial behavior. Imagine how it's going to feel, that same rewarding feeling for, you know, when you prove to them that you can change. Pick a troubling financial statistic, one of those statistics that we've read, and take an action to defy that. Those are just a couple strategies for your journey of behavior changes. This completes our series of podcasts leading you to a track of improved health and wealth. We've provided you with multiple similarities and many strategies to put you on the right track. As always, thanks so much for tuning in. And remember, don't let your past dictate who you are. Let it be part of who you become. And let's remember this phrase. If it is to be, it is up to me. Set realistic goals, take small steps to reach them, learn from your setbacks, and above all, believe in yourself and your capacity to become healthy and wealthy. Thanks for listening in on our small steps to health and wealth. This podcast is brought to you by the Alabama Cooperative Extension System.